1971, a synod of bishops, the second of its kind, was held in Rome in order to address two topics, justice in the world and the ministerial priesthood. And speaking in regard to the celebrations of the Mass sine populo, that is, without other persons present, the Synod had this to say. Even if the Eucharist should be celebrated without the participation of the faithful, it nevertheless remains the center of the life of the entire Church and the heart of priestly existence. The heart of priestly existence. That's a tall claim. The Synod doesn't say that the Eucharist is the heart of the life of a priest. It is the heart of his existence, the heart of priestly existence. The Eucharist and the identity of the priest are inseparable. The Catholic priest does not exist without it. And fundamentally, this is because of what the identity of the priest really is. And what we hear often said over and over in courses here, that the priest acts in persona Christi Capitis, in the person of Christ the head. The centurion in today's gospel boldly professes his faith in the power of our Lord. I too am a person subject to authority, he says, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes. In some way, the priest can say this as well. This is, of course, the pitfall of what we have come to term clericalism. The priest can find himself focused on what he, the individual, is able to do. He can tell the staff or the people of his parish, go and they go, or do this and they do it. He can find his way out of paying for meals. But at a deeper level, the level of who the priest is as priest, there is much good to be said about the power of the words of a priest. I absolve you. This is my body. The priest, united in the person of Christ the head, takes on the power of Christ's words, which are living and effective, truly effective, in that the words of Christ change reality. Miracles happen. They are more powerful than our words, and yet they are entrusted to the priest. Since being ordained, I've been reflecting a lot on the gift of being able to offer the Mass for a particular intention. Of course, you know that each Mass is always offered for some person or for some need, and I encourage each of you to already begin a sort of devotion of spiritually offering the Mass with a priest for some particular need of yours. But the idea of offering the Mass for someone or for something has been very moving to me. There have been moments this past, these past few months where I felt completely and utterly helpless. I've seen people in situations which cause them tremendous pain and cause me pain in seeing them there. And the worst of it all is that I, Aaron, am not capable of fixing that. All I can do is listen to them and watch them suffer and let it hurt me and wallow in that helplessness. But then comes the Mass. In the Mass, my words are no longer fruitless. I say those powerful words of our Lord, and I lift up the sacred host and see before my eyes, between my fingertips, the only true person who can say, go, or come here, or do this. The power of that sacrifice is so far beyond anything of which I, as myself, am capable of doing. But through the virtue of Christ's holy priesthood, I am able to offer something far greater than kind words to the people that I love, to the people I see suffering, and to the people that I know need prayers.
There's a rubric in the Missal of 1962, which before I was ordained I never really thought about, but now is perhaps to me the most meaningful thing in that form of the Mass. During the Roman canon, at the commemoration of the living and of the dead, the two moments when the priest joins his hands and prays silently, the priest is directed to stare at the host, laying there on the corporal, and to vocalize in a low tone those names for which he wishes to pray. And at least once a week, I had the blessing of offering that Mass in that form. And each time I come to that rubric, I feel a profound sense of comfort and our Lord's own priesthood, as I join my hands and stare at the host and mumble quietly those seven or eight names that always seem to pop in my head. But those mumbled names benefit far more from that one moment than I can ever offer them outside of the Mass. And that is why the Eucharist is the heart of priestly existence. We would be powerless without it. Thus, for you who would be priest, make the heart of your existence the Eucharist. Everything depends on it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes.